its interdimensional travel, vanishing people, thin places, wormholes, afterlife, and urban legends this week on Hysteria 51 as we talk the man from Tord. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Truth. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that's never slid into another dimension, but we did love us some Jonathan Reese Davies on sliders. This is Hysteria 51. Why are you disrespecting me, bro? We're all in this together? I am not your sibling, sir. For which I thank God and good breeding. Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, we're your hosts and captains on this interdimensional journey. I'm John Goforth, and this is Brent Hand. John, we are talking about interdimensional travel tonight, and I'm so glad you brought up Sliders. It's been in the news lately. It has. You know, it's a, it's a great 90s sci-fi show about Jerry O'Connell. That's all it was. Just his life. Just, just about Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. <laughs> no, but him and company sliding between alternate universes to hopefully arrive at their, their Earth. I think they called it Earth Prime. Yep. The one Hope, they came from. Hoping their next leap would be the leap home. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Alan Ziggy. <laughs> yeah, right. So I loved that show as well. But man, did it get weird towards the end. Do you remember? Well, it- Jerry's brother then came on instead of him. And they dealt with like evils and magic. and That was season four, I think. And then season five, like there was no O'Connells. And they said that. Oh, yeah. And they said that. um his his brain had merged through a slide, and they said some other random actor. I mean, they had already killed off Jonathan Rhys Davies, which is was a horrible mistake. Which is one of the guys who wants to bring the show back. Yes, so. correct. And then there, the I mean, I, I mean, he had to play a dwarf in some crap movie that never made any money. So. Yeah, I mean, no one saw those movies. <laughs> um, the one, I mean, the what's his name? Uh, I'm forgetting his name right now. The crying man, the African American guy, the crying uh, man. I don't know his name, but. That was his nickname. Uh, what was his? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, he was consistent throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then did the girl change? If she was, it was she was in there for most of it. Yeah. I thought she was so hot back then. She was a little like um, pixie looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The pixie cut. But I really, really enjoyed that show. I, and I honestly, when I think back to that show, I must have really only really paid attention to the first two seasons or so because I don't, I don't necessarily remember a ton of episodes where... Uh, Reese Davies wasn't on there. I do remember that they eventually found a bad guy, like what, not the Gorlocks or something. Yeah, like the bad slider guy or whatever. They were they were from another dimension, yeah. but they could also slide. Slide exactly. But that brings us all to the what you mentioned earlier. They're going to reboot it, or there's a possibility oh, yeah, yeah. of it being rebooted. Which that, I, I actually hope that they do, and the people are still kicking. You know, a lot of people are still alive, and right. I'm sure they could use a paycheck. Well, see, and, and that's the question. Like, uh, oh, I, I meant as far as the show goes, you know, Jonathan Reese Davies' character died. Uh, a bunch of other stuff That one happened. died. There's a whole bunch of him out there. Well, that's the question. Are they going to consider seasons four and five canon? Uh-oh. Or are they going to do the reboot where... Where only the original two seasons counted. You nerds want to get on with it and introduce me already. <laughs> he's angry. He's, he he's is. Rude. He's probably right though about this one. 
Just don't, just don't let them know. <laughs> <laughs> Turn your microphone off, Seabot. We're going to say something nice. <laughs> the other voice you're hearing is the third host of the show and the one we'd prefer to slide into another universe, mm-hmm. I think. He is the one, the only conspiracy bot. Hell yeah. More meat sacks to destroy and enslave. <laughs> I built conspiracy <laughs> by my lab to help produce and edit the show. Instead, he sits around all day drinking while fantasizing about world domination and taking over the human race. You say fantasizing. I say planning. <laughs> okay, let's 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 run with this then. Under the slider's premise, you'd be moving on from dimension to dimension. How would you keep people enslaved on one world when you forced to move on to the next one then? I'll just build backups of myself and leave them there. That's actually <laughs> frightening. Multiple conspiracy bots. Hey, you know, now that you mention it, maybe I don't need to be in a new dimension to do that. I could build more of me right now. No, 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 no. Um... <laughs> Uh, remember, you're partially powered by dil- dilithium crystals. That's it. And uh, and we ran out of those in this dimension. Sounds suspicious. He's right, Seabot. You're one of a kind. God broke the mold, Seabot. God <laughs> broke the mold. I'm blushing. I'm not sure this checks out. I'm going to do some research. All right. Well, in the meantime, Brent, we have a show to do. Yeah, this one kind of is a similar one to one that we did not too long ago. People showing up that shouldn't be there and telling people i'm from a different place were they green this time this time they weren't green uh maybe the people around them were you know probably green afterwards because i gotta think if you come from another dimension you got all sorts of flus and bugs and stuff that we're not ready for that's true did we have any big outbreaks in japan in the 50s of sickness you know what? I didn't do my I didn't do my due diligence <laughs> on my research. Uh, yeah, none that I'm aware of. But I'm yeah. Who knows? The, the um, they weren't green. Were they from Woolpit? And they didn't ask them. Unfortunately, I didn't. well, they did. Uh oh, they, they did. did. It, uh, they were from somewhere else, and that's where enters the name of this story. Yeah, the man from Tarred. So it could be the man from Torred, Torred, Torad. You know what? If you're from Torred. Why don't you call in or write us, and we'll print a retraction for you and pronounce it right. Well, it looks like we have our first caller, and I mean ever, because this is not a call-in show. Hello, you're on the air. <laughs> Thanks, Seabot. It makes me miss Joe Peck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, for real. So if you are if you happen to be from there, let us know the proper pronunciation, but uh, otherwise we, we're just going to say it how, Unfortun- how we want. Unfortunately, you're going to find that there isn't a ton of... Um, uh, paper trail yeah. uh, or or recordings uh, uh, substantiating this along the way, so we yeah. don't actually know how it would be pronounced. But let's tell you the the, the basic the story of the man from Torrid. So who could it be? Who is this guy? Let's break it down. Well, a man appears out of nowhere from a country that has never to us existed in this dimension. Right, right. So who is he, or where is he from? How is he here? And most importantly. Could it be true? Those are the kind of the things we're going to talk about this week. All questions that are very important to this case to decide if it is real, where he could be from, things like that. And all our questions that are hard to answer unless we're dealing with parallel universes or an out-and-out lie. (laughs) Both of which can be equally as fun. (laughs) That is the two-part question here. First, did this interaction that we're going to talk about right now happen and then if it did happen what is the truth behind it now i have been working on my 
my man from Torrid accent because I, I think I figured out how they talk. Oh. Oh, hey, uh, <laughs> uh, thanks for having me here in Japan. I need to get back to my home country. Excuse oh. me, Mr. Man from Torrid. Uh, what is the national dish in your country? Oh, it's a bubba uh, you know, uh, with a nice bit of curry on the side. <laughs> that sounds delicious. <laughs> Just like a mama used to make. <laughs> I don't know why I went that way. <laughs> You're expanding, Brent. Yeah, You're expanding. You know so, John, what's the story? Who is this guy? All right. So, the year, Dateline, 1954, July. Mm. Uh, we are in Tokyo, and a guy shows up at the airport wearing a suit. He looks like a traditional businessman. He, he They uh, do wear suits. <laughs> traditional businessman. <laughs> Business. Business. Uh, he appears to be of, of uh, European origin. Mm-hmm. He spoke French, but also was fluent in Japanese, and some report other languages as well. Baguette. That's my French. That's your French Japanese hybrid. That's. I mean, you really are expanding over there. He said he was traveling on business, so nothing weird so far. Oh man, that yeah. So he didn't say I'm here for sport, and he's wearing that suit, and they're like, "Hey, now, <laughs> wait a second, you I'm can't surf in that." Fox. Yeah, <laughs> is, there a lot of, is he surfing in in Japan? Are you gonna, there probably is. Why, why not? They have water. Yeah, they got tsunamis and shit. <laughs> they have tsunamis, <laughs> <laughs> like it's a national treasure or something. Right. So he's he's at customs, and he hands over his paperwork and his passport. And it all looks real. Yeah, they said it for all intents and purposes in this story. It was a real passport. The problem is the country of origin is Tared. And if you're not studied up on all, however many, how many countries are in this world? I don't even know the answer to that. Yako, can you tell us? (laughs) (laughs) United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Brazil, and Peru. (laughs) Uh, all, All joking aside, though. That's something that's in flux all the time. Right. It's not weird to them, probably, to hear, I'm from this country, and they go, hmm. Not sure about yeah, that one. Let's, we're yeah. going to have to reference the almanac here. Essentially, they do. They they pull out a map, and they say, point it out on a map. It's yeah, like, they don't have the internet, so they can't look up like international laws right. to see like what's been formed and what's not been formed. Timmy showed us where he touched you. <laughs> well, <laughs> in 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 Andorra, he points to a place in between France and Spain that appears that is Andorra to us. It's the it's the principality of Andorra. Now, I wasn't really familiar with Andorra. Were you familiar with Andorra? No, no, I, I was not. And I actually had to, I, I, w- I went and looked it up. And um, so this this gets back to my poor education. It says it's a principality. I'm like, and I kept reading and Wikipedia and other websites. I'm like, can someone just call it an effing country? Like, what's the difference between, and they call it a microstate. It's a, it's a disputed, is that what it is? Apparently, the world agrees with me, and they tried to, in the 2000s, dr- derive a more clear definition of what a microstate is, and they th- and no one could agree, so they left it nebulous. <laughs> so it's the, they, don't have their, uh, they don't have their own army. They, like if they were to be invaded, uh, the expectation would be that Spain and or France would come to their aid. But anyway, uh, let, me, let me tell you a little bit more about it. Uh, it's tiny. It's only 181 square miles. It's the 16th smallest country in the world by land and 11th smallest by population. Which is saying something because there's a lot of countries out there. Yeah, so, yeah. that's true. It's, it's really small. The official language is uh, Catalan. Uh, uh, although Spanish, Portuguese, and French are also uh, commonly spoken there. Here, I used Google Translate to give an example of Catalan. So, 
That's such a beautiful language. It's such a beautiful it language. Is. What does that translate to, Seabot? You'll have to look that up. Yeah. But so it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. rude. Anyway, Andorra is a full member of the United Nations. So they, they certainly recognize it. And uh I mentioned it doesn't have its own army. It's got a small ceremonial army, but here's this is interesting. They uh the children bear arms. <laughs> Sort of. In in case of emergencies or national disasters, this is according to their to their um, government, an alarm is called and all able-bodied men between the ages of 21 and 60 of Andorran nationality must serve. Oh, God. Goddamn alarm. <laughs> this is why. I don't know why 60 is the new 900. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that voice went, went a different direction. This is why all Andorans and especially the head of each house. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> the alarm again. By law, keep a rifle. So if you're the head of the house, you need to keep a rifle in case shit goes down. They need you to show up. The law also states that now that's pol- the same in Texas, right? Yes, yes, that's. <laughs> but it's not 21 and 60. It's nine months and forever and forever. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't have to be the man of the house. But the law also states that the police will offer you a firearm in case of need. So, like, shit starts to go down, and, like, you see a cop, and it's like, hey, man, toss me your Beretta. <laughs> yeah. Um, could I use the town gun for a while? Why? I'm in a time of need. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Remember to clean it. Last thing I'll point out. Uh, Be kind. Reload. Often. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Andorra actually still has 17 blockbusters. No, that's a lie. Mm. In 2013, Andorra had the highest life expectancy in the world. Whoa. 81 years. Yeah, it's all that gunplay. Guns, baby. They just know. They know how to live. A uh, smaller sample size first. And then they also say, you know, you always hear about the the diet over there, uh, that kind of like Mediterranean High diet. in good fats. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. calories, yeah. So anyway, that's, that's Andorra. That's the actual place he pointed to on the map, mm-hmm. as we understand it. However, he understood it as Tared. Now, he says... Fuck you and your Andorians. Tared or Tared has been a country for over one thousand years, and I've never heard of Andorra, and I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Now, if you were really that guy, let's put you into that. That's a hell of a, a of a thing. Where you're like, okay, come on now. Like, is this like, where, where's Ashton Kutcher? You know what I mean? Like, where, you you got me. Yeah, and he's like, come on, man. Here's my papers, and they look at him. Well, the other thing is he hands over his passport, or they had already handed over his passport. He's got multiple stamps from Japan. He'd been there before, they said. And his bags included currency from several recognizable European countries. It wasn't like there was like money that he got from Gleepglorp or something. You're like right. It's like, oh, this is a Frank from France. Yeah, and also he had a driver's license from Torrid and checks that showed that he was from there as well. <laughs> I'm going to need a supervisor and some rubber gloves for a cavity search. (laughs) Right? Like, (laughs) it's all adding up to what the fuck right now, you know? And they realize that they need to consult with immigration authorities, which probably probably happens, you know, regularly in places like this. Especially, you hear about those people that end up staying in an airport for, like, months at a time because they're refugees of some sort. Yeah, like that... um... Tom Hanks movie. Terminal. Or yeah. Whatever it was. I actually yeah. really enjoyed it. He, he makes ketchup sandwiches with crackers. Well, or maybe they're mustard sandwiches. My I don't mom know. used to eat ketchup, sa- like ketchup on crackers. <laughs> for so, really? Yeah, for real. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Ketchup and butter. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I don't know what to do with that, so I'm going to move on. But the, the. Cats up. Whenever you read stories like this, 
I don't mean necessarily about potential interdimensional travel. <laughs> when I read stories is what you're going to – Yeah. When you read stories about this. You always take on like the mindset of the protagonist. Like you're like, well, why would they hold him? He's just trying to get through. What mm. the hell? Like you feel like you start to automatically get on the defensive for him. Mm. But if you think from the other perspective, you can't just let someone loose who says they're from a fake country. Come on. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> I mean – Name one bad thing that's happened to Japan. You know what I mean? <laughs> one. I'll give you a wait. A wait. You know, what's the worst that I can do? Uh, yeah. So they, 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 they're going to hold him as you do because that's exactly what's going to happen. So they put him in a hotel because they can figure out. They figure tomorrow we'll go to the consulate. We'll, we'll try to figure things out. Some versions of this I read said that he got the penthouse suite. Well, of course you do. He's from Tored or Torod or whatever. You know, he he demands it. So they <laughs> you're put, already an honors member right? because you're from Torod. Right? So the room is actually guarded by two immigrations officers until the next day because they 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 think something's fishy, but they don't know for sure. So they're going to hold. And them. it's important to note that they're there because they're watching the door, right? Which is 15 stories up, a straight shot down into a busy uh, intersection street. So. If he's going to jump out a window, people are going to see him and he's going to die. Right. So night, night, sleep tight. You know, we'll see you in the morning. Boom. Next day, the men open the door to see what's going on. And him and everything he owned or everything he had with him was completely gone. The men saw nothing. No one saw anyone shimmying out of a window. There was no ruckus, anything like that. And the police launch a search to try to find him. Guess what? He is never found. I didn't think the story was going that direction. I thought he'd marry a nice Japanese woman and live out his days in uh, Okinawa. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. Teaching, <laughs> teaching uh, <laughs> kara- karate to the the local indigenous. Eventually, people. moving to California and, and yeah. finding a young child that needs direction. First, learn stand, then learn interdimensional travel. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> So the guy's gone. It always makes a point in saying everything that he, all of his possessions disappeared to, which leads me to. Which th- is the damnedest thing that happens when I travel to. When I leave a hotel room, not one possession is left. <laughs> it's never overtly stated, but they say it almost to imply like they had taken his passport and it was yeah. at the commissioner's office and it disappeared. Yeah, they didn't out and out say that, but that's the way it made it sound. I also thought this was interesting in the police inquest, the Japanese people, they, they leave no stone unturned. When they were searching the hotel room, they always take a black light to everything. Said it looked like a Jackson Pollock painting. Oh, God. <laughs> See, bud, do you still have that taser? I just wish he could feel shame. So he'd been active on his journeys, you know, so that's fun. <laughs> All right, John, let's go to break. But when we come back, what proof is there, if any, that is, is, Lots. is he the only example of someone like this? Well, we already know no. that because we got some green kids running around and much more. On Hysteria 51. Fuck, get your guns! It'd be a quick way to get to Japan. Hola, David, me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. (laughs) That's, uh, That's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages yeah. was the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it, so... 
it's very high on pronunciation too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> In that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's, it, they design it for long-term retention, you know, it, and yeah. uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and, there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm-hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused. Or really cool. <laughs> I'd go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use, and we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term, and uh, it's something that uh, it works, you know. And we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this, and this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now, right now. Get now. started. For very limited time, his Air 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off rosettastone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network, And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Nation, we are back. And and Brent, I have a question for you before we move on. If you were oh, going it, Oh, never mind, sorry. <laughs> if you were going to interdimensionally travel, 
Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Um, and it was obviously gonna just gonna be another version of Earth. Okay. The first thing you would do, what would it be? Well, the first thing I'm gonna do is figure out where I'm at, and then kill just to see what the laws are like. Because I figure that's gonna get some make a ruckus, get some attention. Uh, see about it. Oh yeah, Buck. I was wrong. You went with kill. I thought you'd find the the version of yourself first. I thought that would Who be. Do you the think f- I'm gonna kill? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Fucking a. Like I'm gonna take their power. I saw Jet Li's the one, you know? <laughs> so we were both right. I'm nobody's bitch. <laughs> Remember that at the end? He kills everyone yeah, but yeah, one yeah. of them. Yeah. I still want that dollar. Not until I find out if I'm a good kisser or not, though. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. The only, we decided that's the only and way, right? I gotta kill him, because ain't no way he's gonna keep that secret. Do you think he would still own a power glove? Oh, man. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you got 50,000 on Double Dragon? You damn right I did. <laughs> and people wonder why I drink. Uh, I saw an awesome picture someone posted. Mike Tyson was sending autographs at a Comic-Con or something, and a little boy was dressed up as Little Mac. I posted that! <laughs> Give credit where it is know, properly stolen from. I didn't know that was you. That was really funny. The boy was like four. He had no idea. No clue. They said, hey, 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 uh, you know, you Frankie, know, hold your arms up in the air. No, you could tell he had a name like Tatum or something like that. He looked like that kind of kid. <laughs> Pretty soon, names are just going to go the direction of, like, old, odd farm implements. Like, hey, Rusty Nail, come over here. Rusty Nail, that's what you went with. (laughs) Hey, Scythe. Scythe. There, that's a little better. (laughs) You know, if you keep a scythe in your house, if if ghosts are after you, they're scared of it. You can use it to... Like, Like his death carries one? I guess. I don't know, but I read that somewhere this week, and now I'm forgetting where I read it at. There's a lot more to that story. Obviously, a reputable source. All right, John. So, speaking of reputable sources, let's talk proof. What kind of proof is there? One would think, and I'm one and I do think, that in this case would stand out because lots of reasons. Number one, there's going to be a lot of eyewitnesses. They're going to have reports. Sure. I mean, everyone he interacted with. And uh, number two, an even bigger one is there's going to be a paper trail of his encounter there, the talks with immigration officials, and then the investigation afterwards. There, I mean, there has to be a form that's being filled out as they're standing there, you would think. You, you go through customs. And then, yeah, absolutely. And then another form probably filled out when you detain someone. My, my favorite thing to do at customs now is they always want your picture and they have those kiosks. Yeah. My wife cannot figure out how to get her face into the picture because you know how you like turn one way and it goes the other way and it's always like she'll take it it's her eyeball and they're just like it's fine it's fine don't worry about it like oh my god so my my wife and i like to go to various arcades and play video games every now and then and there's always like the cruise in usa or what would like the The newer ones yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. and they take your picture uh before the before the race starts so you can there's a little icon next to your name and it's the same thing. Like it, it counts down, but for some reason, she just she, every time she's like looking over me, looking over Three, at me, asking a question. Two, whoops! One. Oh, <laughs> hey, is it going to take this pic? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but there was no picture. There was no paperwork. There was no incident form. There, you were saying all of this stuff should exist. Yeah. It doesn't. And that would open up all sorts of questions. Or it does open up all sorts of questions. Well, no, if we had that paperwork, it would. Right, right. So did he disappear? Or let's say if we did have this paperwork, it's going to make you wonder, did he disappear? As in, did he go back to where he came from if this was an interdimensional thing? Was he taken? And if he was taken, was it by the, the Japanese government? Maybe the U.S. government if we are, you know, <laughs> I like to think we have our hands in everything. Or is this one of those early cases of the men in black come in and took them? Things like that. 
it should have all that proof that's going to lead us to all these questions. None of that's there. There is none. Was he simply LARPing? It's pronounced douchebagging. Uh, but yeah, nothing. There's nothing. And that begs the, that begs the next question. And we're, which we'll, we'll start to talk about now where, where the story actually yeah. came from. Yeah. Is, yes. did, did, not only where was he from, that's, that's the bonus question. The original question. Tara, we already told that people did, at home. Did this incident actually happen? Johnny, get your gun. It's time to, time to work. Sorry. Oh. Oh. My bell didn't sound right. All right, we're back. <laughs> Close call there. Almost had to cancel down. the show yeah. for the week. John, where did this come from? Because there's a jumping off point in this one. Much like many of the stories we talk about, you can kind of trail it back down to one origination point. And David that, Flora wrote it in his, his diary. He did. He did. But before that, in 1981, a book came out called The Directory of Possibilities. Ooh. That was 27 years after was the Was it event. really a directory? Like, you just flipped? Here's a possibility. Um, uh, You fall down. Shit! I don't know. I'll let you know. I found a, an original first print of it on Amazon, and I ordered it. Does it come with your own jump to conclusions, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> obligatory office space reference. Yeah, that's right. I, I love how those don't go bad. Never. Like, how old is that? That movie came out, what, like the mid-90s? Yeah, so I, I watched this thing where they wanted a red Swingline stapler, which they didn't make, so they con- they contacted Swingline. And they're like, here, make it for us, and we'll, you know, people are going to want it or whatever. And they're like, nope. So they just took a regular Swingline stapler, painted it red. That's what they used. Immediately, Swingline was inundated with calls, and so they made a red Swingline So they actually started making that. it, yeah. yeah. The point is, this is where the story originated as, as far as we understand it in print. That's why we brought that up. Yes. Or in print, uh, in this book, The Directory of Possibilities. No other documents, nothing, no official releases from the Japanese government. Uh, zero eyewitnesses. This came out in 81. So if you're keeping track at home, that's 27 years after the set event occurred in 54. It doesn't pop up again in print anywhere until 1999 in a Ooh. book called Strange But True, Mysterious and Bizarre People. Oh, man. Uh, that book I ordered because it wasn't $40. <laughs> we both looked at the same one on, on Amazon. So I got the blurbs and I read them, but I always try to find the books. The one you bought was expensive. <laughs> uh, if you got the 41, a lot of them were like $60 yeah, and shit like yeah. that. So, yeah. Breaking it down. There's no official documents. There's no eyewitness reports. No, there's no eyewitnesses that come forward and say this happened, which leads us all to the potential two books. But I want you to, I want you to, to note the name of that second book. Strange but true, mysterious and bizarre people. Well, anything that claims to be true, obviously is and mysterious at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of times the books, the type of books that we're talking about. Uh, they'll put quotes on the front like, this really happened, in yeah. quote, underlined. Or don't you love movies like The Fourth Kind, where it's like, this is based on a true story? No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not at all. But that's a fun thing to fuck with people's heads. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because as soon as you see that, someone goes, this really happened. If I ever make a movie, no matter what it is, I'm just going to put based on actual events. I got to be honest with you. I I think it's less possible that you'll make a movie. Oh, I've made several. I think it's You're a lot. You're just not allowed to watch them. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I think it's a lot more possible a movie will be made about you. Um, it's more of a biopic. Let's talk. Well, let's talk about the difference between being famous and infamous, Brent. Yeah, that's. I think that's a whole separate episode. <laughs>
So this leads us down the path that we went down with the children of Woolpit. Could it be an urban legend? Yes. Yeah. So it's funny. How do they spread? This is an interesting one because they said it happened in 54. It comes out in 81. And that's the time when people read these things. But there's not the Internet. People tell someone, oh, I read this book about this guy. And it gets spread through magazine articles and, you know, things like that. People talk about it. And then the Internet pops up in the 90s and 99. It comes out in another book and it starts showing up on bulletin board sites and websites and urban legend spread just like Polybius. You know, it's this this word of mouth stuff. So there's really two possibilities here, not getting into where he is from, but but just if it happened, there's two possibilities. It really happened. And for one reason or another, the Japanese government and everyone involved didn't really want the word to spread. So they got rid of all evidence, all traces of this. And it only it was only an oral history. Yeah. Right now, he's sitting in a jail cell next to Amelia Earhart somewhere. (laughs) It was like, son of a bee. And there's this oral history that's passed down from person to person to person. It eventually makes its way through this game of telephone to the authors of the Directory of Possibilities. And it gets printed in 1981. Mm -hmm. The other possibility the authors of the Directory of Possibilities needed a good story. Right, right. Oh, and they they wrote one. I don't know though, man. If you write a book called Directory of Possibilities, I think that's in itself enough proof that you're not going to lie. So I don't really buy into that. That's one. fair. But I believe him, yo. I don't know why, but I do. While we ponder that, why don't we head to break? And when we come back, Brent, maybe we can talk about some other examples of multi-dimensional travel and see right. if we can tie this all together. And. How could it actually happen if it did happen? That's coming up on Hysteria 51. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. You know what annoys me about eBay? The no body part rule? <laughs> no. no oh, you're, oh, you're talking about like those uh, those pictures where someone, oh, buy my tea kettle. <laughs> and you, you can see the reflection. Oh, no, 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 no. Corey Haim, when he was alive, got kicked off for trying to sell his teeth. Oh, like selling like body, body parts. parts. I thought you meant the the accidental reflection. Oh, post. yeah. We're like, yeah, someone's like holding a mirror and the naked broad's taking the photo. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I'm going to pay more for this one for some reason. <laughs> some gross reject who lives in his mom's basement takes a picture of like, you know, a toaster. And oh, I didn't oh, happen to notice. I didn't happen to notice that my nude body in all its glory just happens to be reflecting oh, in that. Does that look weird? But oh, that is not what annoys me about eBay. What annoys you, John? Just keep that voice up for the rest of the show. <laughs> 
what annoys me about eBay is I, I'm, all, I'm not always on there, but I look on there every now and then <laughs> for like constant, constant I'm eBay. Talking to my doctor about it on Thursday. <laughs> I'll look. For, I, I mentioned on in Hysteria Nation, I was looking for some like old transformer stuff like that to decorate the new studio. And I'll, I'll look through things, and there, there's always posts about things that are like electronics, right? Mm-hmm. And it always leads with no idea if it works. Yeah, haven't tested. You gotta understand, most parts of the country don't have power, <laughs> so that is and a, batteries. Yeah. What do you think? I'm a millionaire. You know what? And it's funny. I have actually bought those things because I was looking for like when I was rebuilding Nintendos. A lot of times they work. Why didn't you just plug it in? Oh, you really? Got more. My assumption is that they always don't oh, work when they say that. That's always mine. I was like, I'm buying this for scrap. Like there was a there was one that was a, it was a collection of like six or seven old timey like sixties like robot toys, uh-huh. which I thought would be really cool. Uh, give Seabot some play friends mm-hmm. and yeah. no clue if any of these could possibly function. <laughs> Okay, well, just say they, they don't work. I, they're still cool looking. They take four of those brick batteries, or not even Ds. Remember those, like <laughs> yeah. the giant flashlight batteries, to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. And you break those apart, and it's four D batteries inside there, literally. Oh, really? Yeah, they're just most batteries are just a bunch of batteries inside of another. But you, you know what else takes batteries? What's that? Little devices that allow you to travel through dimensions. Oh, almost sliding. Slide. <laughs> Slide on through I was to the trying other to bring us back. I, I took us off course. I was trying to bring us back on. Well, let's talk about some examples. Are there other examples, John, of people out of time, people out of space, people showing up that shouldn't be there? He's not out of time. It's in time. You, the, if you say time, he's going to do that. That's true. That's All right. true. Yeah, I mean, obvious, obviously, we've talked about a few on this very show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just a few episodes ago, the Green Children of Woolpit, if they existed, they very well could have been interdimensional that's a, travelers. That's a, that was a, that's a fun one because it brings up so many things of maybe they weren't interdimensional travelers. We're going to go down that road first. Maybe they were from the center of the center of the earth, you know, or maybe they were, like you said, they came through a wormhole or a stargate from some other place. That's a fun one because it's similar to this. It just kind of shows up in two writings. <laughs> yeah. We have yeah. the story. It's weird. It's from the, like, the 1500s and yet there's actually more document. The 11, late 11 or 1100s. 1100s. Yeah. And there's more documentation about it, right? Than, right. Than this exactly. Particular story. There was, uh, there was. We talked about uh, a lot of this. Also, could be time travel, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whenever somebody is out of place, we talked about John Teeter. Yep. Uh, in many episodes ago, Teeter uh, and uh, of the Hill People. Now he said he was a time traveler, but he also said that multiple realities were possible. That's funny. So he said that the things that you do causes can cause a ripple. So maybe. This guy was from a ripple, and they just crossed over at one point in time. Similar but different realities, whereas like in the sliders, I remember one of the first ones where he's driving, and the light turns green, and everyone stops. He's like, whoa, we are dealing with a different reality here. (laughs) Holy smokes. You know, and they slide on on through that. I read a really good uh, fictional book series called The Long Earth. Hashtag long firmament. Uh, Not that long. It's not round. It's not flat. It's long. And and basically they figure out how to slide between earths and we we it's it's it it's really a believable series because guess what we do? We just start moving there and uh, thanks for keeping the seat for us warm. It's kind of like Star Trek. 
where we finally get warp drive and we immediately take over the Federation of Planets. Yes. We're, you know, we're yeah. going to move the capital to San Francisco's nice, this side of known <laughs> everything. <laughs> but so, you know, obviously that's a possibility too. This one's a different one. And this is another one that's a fun one to try to pronounce. Joe Farr. Vorin of Luxaria, and now some people call him Joseph Vorin, uh, Jofar. This is in 1851 in Frankfurt in the beautiful country of Germany. He was just found wandering. This guy's just walking around, and along with speaking broken German, he spoke and wrote in an unknown language he called Luxarian and Abramian or Abramian. So that's fun. And he said he was from Luxaria in an area of the globe called Sicaria separated from Europe by a vast ocean. Neither of these places have ever existed in our reality. And he said the continent of his Earth, all the continents were Sicaria, Aflar, Astar, Uslar, and Uplar. These sound like the names of the islands in the Jurassic Park movies, Isla Nublar. Oh, I thought, I thought those actually were the names of George Foreman's kids. <laughs> That would be the the continents are George, 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 and George. (laughs) So Jafar, he said that his reason for visiting Europe was to locate his long-lost brother, but his last memory was becoming shipwrecked somewhere along his voyage, and there he was. We mentioned that time travel is always a possibility, because you don't know if it's coming from another dimension or your own dimension just at a different time. Mm Mm-hmm. Could it be from thousands of years ago before the nukes went off? Or thousands of years in the future, future when and we they start over. And when we start over, right. There was that, and I don't remember the guy's name, there was that story uh, from around World War II. He was flying a, a fighter craft, saw a uh, airfield yes, that was in yeah. disrepair. And so the, the planes were yellow, and the men were wearing brown instead of the blue suits, right. which they should have had. I know this one, I'm forgetting his name as well. And then he finally comes out of the storm, everything lands, and turns out in like 10 years, the planes there are yellow, and they switched the suits from blue to... to I, I think it was in, it, it was actually at that moment, it was in disrepair, nobody was using it, and he said, no, 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 there was people there, there were pla- oh, active planes, yeah. and they had blue suits, and they go, well, they wouldn't even have had blue suits if it was up and running, Yeah, they wouldn't have had blue suits, and then like 10 years later, it all of that comes true, right, right. We got another one. Paris, 1905. A young man was arrested for stealing a loaf of bread. Was found to speak an unknown language. That's kind of like the, the tie that binds in a lot of these. After a lengthy interrogation session, the man managed to convey that he was from a place called Lisbia. And he they thought, oh, you mean Lisbon. Uh, here's Portugal. That's where you're from. And uh, yeah, so they bring an interpreter to speak Portuguese, and he's like, yeah, this guy doesn't speak Portuguese. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So they're like, oh, well, maybe he's not from Lisbon. They said it wasn't, though, that this linguist they had there, it wasn't invented babble. It had sentence structure, and they thought he was speaking a real language. It followed the rules of language, and eventually the strange-speaking guy was released Never to be seen again. Ugh. That's the other time. There, there was a, there, there's a follow up. There's a follow up to this story. He was actually looking for his uh, his manuscript. He mentioned it was called the Voynich oh, manuscript. That makes sense. Yeah, it's it's got a lot of trees and plants. That's in a it. really nerdy joke. I'm you a would botanist. Get if you're familiar with what the botanist Voynich manuscript is. <laughs> so could this happen, John? Let, let's pretend that all these are true. This I'm not pretending. Wind up in a different reality. So uh, this concept, this this thought process that I like, uh, the thought of thin places, 
thin places are where fat camps. Yes. <laughs> We're reality. I'm going to my thin place. Reality's thinner. Like, you you know, let's think of like our dimensions are in bubbles. Right. And it's where like they come closer and sometimes we can go through them. Or it's where heaven and earth, hell and earth, places like that are closer to where you can actually move between. Right. Like like heaven isn't too far away. Closer to it every, every day. day. Then we yeah. get closer to the thin place. Yeah. Right. So think like um like Skinwalker Ranch. We t- we talked about Skinwalker Ranch. All the strange happenings, the portals that open to sunny skies on the other side. They saw these shadow beings crawling through. One one we haven't talked about on the show yet. We'll probably do an episode eventually on Stardust Ranch. Fuck yes. Oh yes. There's a there's a guy that lives Holy that owns it now. Ranch. I'm friends <laughs> with him on Facebook. There's I forget his name. Uh and I saw him post the other day. Goddamn portal let a snake in <laughs> a, my kitchen. A portal let a let a snake in his kitchen to kill his uh, pet cat. Grab the katana. And he's like, No worries though. I took care of it with a katana. <laughs> <laughs> so he sliced the head off. And people are like yeah, that was a corn snake or some other just completely non-lethal, non-harmful snake. All you really did was kill a really helpful animal that, that kills that, rodents. That kills rodents. Yeah. And like, well, how was I supposed to know something? <laughs> Came through a portal. Came through a portal. I mean, it could be. And and the thing is, in that other dimension, those could be evil snakes. It's true. You it don't know a, that. It did have a goatee. So you and your science that's knowledge, like, you go. Like, <laughs> And a bad attitude. Yeah. It played by its own rules. It had a switchblade. I don't know how it was holding it, but it had one. <laughs> and he's he's constantly getting yelled at by his snake commissioner. <laughs> Damn, you blew up half a city block. <laughs> this is coming out of your place, Snakeinski. <laughs> I'm sick of your attitude. <laughs> so, but seriously, though, these places, these thin places, could the fabric be thinner and ripples and things bring us in from the other side and what is the other side that's the other thing we need to talk about is it dimensions is it the afterlife is it just wormholes to other places in our own reality jokes aside i do find the idea of multiple dimensions entirely fascinating and also and science finds it entirely plausible Yeah. yeah I don't know. Probable is it probable or plausible? They're okay. Plausible for a long time. Probable now is where it's heading towards the concept that something could slip through or come through somehow, some way. Doesn't seem that outlandish to me. Why is it always evil though? Why can't it just be like, oh shit, man, I am Gary. I'm a trash man from another dimension, and I went to pick up a trash can, and I fell here in Walla Walla, Washington. You know, why is it never that? Why is it always like, or come for your or Chuck, that kind of shit, you know? Because those are the stories that spread. When, when you sit down for dinner, and you could have sworn that your wife said she was making chicken, and she brings out steak or something like that, you could have slipped into another dimension where the only thing that was different was what you had for dinner that night. That's and true, and you it, don't it, even realize you're not gonna, it. You're not going to go... Traded can you people... Uh, we're not going to do an episode, the night Brent had steak instead of chicken. You know? like <laughs> Nobody's nobody's talking about that story. Or, or if it was at the Joe Force house, the night Stacy had to buy new makeup to cover up the bruises. <laughs> What are you? What are you implying there? What, what's what's happening? You're, she falls a lot. She falls a lot. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. 
That's all I'm saying. You know, you're going to make me cry because the reality is that, She's yes, beat you. that I do find some extra bruising on my face and or torso. <laughs> but don't don't accuse. Stop accusing Stacy of beating on me. and around my torso. <laughs> Don't I, I understand that we're in the age of the internet and it doesn't make sense that we've got six phone books sitting around the house. But you bring up <laughs> you bring up a, an interesting point. <laughs> I got you there. Talking about that though. Could we somehow traverse space and time unknowingly? You know, and like you said, you don't even realize you've went through, but maybe sometimes it's a larger difference. Well, if it's a if it's a hole in the universe that goes to a different place, it might not even be us like going through it, as in you step through something here on Earth. It could be the planet circling around the sun, and we just hit a place in space right. that has that little hole. Maybe that nexus from Star Trek. Yeah, and it's got to be you know circular, as in the other person comes through here also, or it would not make it. <laughs> yeah, sense. because in my example from earlier, if both you and Brent too are sitting down and one's eating steak and one's eating guys, chicken, I slaved. All day over this meal, and all you're doing is making out. Stop it. <laughs> Serious question. What the fuck? Mind your own business, devil woman. <laughs> We're trying to figure something out really important here. <laughs> oh, gosh. So the man from Tored, uh, that, the, going back to the original, do you think it actually happened? Uh, no, I don't. I, I believe that this was just written for a book and then picked up by another book. I do believe in multiple dimensions. I do believe that there are things like that. And we know that wormholes scientifically exist. Could something happen? I don't know if it's so small that you walk through and you're in another place. It would be, it would kind of explain a lot of crazies that are just like, I am telling the fucking truth. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But, you know, you never know. But no, this story I don't believe. And I don't believe it because there's no paper trail, no nothing. It just showed up in a book and then showed up in another book and then it spread like an urban legend. This is a big enough thing that would have happened that at least they should have kept paperwork and paper trail for it. Yeah, you know, stories from the 6th century when you hear that something popped up and then it wasn't talked about again for 200 years doesn't sound that weird. There weren't a ton of people that had the ability to read. Certainly even fewer could write. So that doesn't seem weird. When you tell me it's the 20th century... And no one talks about it for 27 years or whatever it was. That's the statute of limitations on immigration laws in Japan. <laughs> we were holding out. Um, that seems weirder to me. So, yeah, I, I'm on. I'm in your camp here. I don't know that I believe in this story. I don't think I do, in fact. But I 100% uh, think that there's... Well, I guess I can't say 100%. I think there's a distinct possibility of there being multiple dimensions yeah. and that some of the weird stuff throughout history has been caused by something like I that. I could see Skinwalker Ranch being a thin place a lot more than I can see the Stardust Ranch being a thin place just because the um, the lack of katanas. And, really and Richard me. Simmons. I mean, it's a thin place. <laughs> and one, and two, and sweat to these oldies. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, Nation, what do you think? Are we idiots? Yeah. Well, of course we are. But are we idiots <laughs> as it comes? I don't know that question. <laughs> as it comes to this topic. <laughs> Start uh, over. It, what, I, I mean, we're interested in what you think about the man from Tored, but what also, what do you think about just uh, interdimensional travel? Do you think there's other dimensions? Uh, is that the explanation for cryptids? You know, uh, you can take interdimensional travel a lot of different directions. Interdimensional being. Right, yeah, right, right, right. say that. Are aliens just, you know, crossing over? And not the crossing over with John Edwards, but crossing over. Yeah. And you know how you can tell us that? You can go to Facebook 
Search for Hysteria Nation. That's, That's our right. Facebook discussion group, Brent. That's also, you can go to Facebook.com slash Hysteria51Pod. This is a regular page on there. Tweet to us at Hysteria51Pod. Patreon. Patreon.com slash Hysteria51. You get extra episodes. You can get up all nights. You can get radio dramas. You can smell John, you can't. Go for that it. is not true. Uh, you're you're lying to these people. I however, like the cut of your jib. However, you can listen to me break it down. Oh my god! So a friend of ours, Magdalena, sends me an email. He goes, "I'm giving this to you. Do with it as you will." Do you guys remember in like the '90s when you went to Six Flags? They had those booths where you could sing, and then you could actually make videos for it. And they had like a green screen or blue screen behind you. We have John. Singing regulate, but no, it's not Nate a video. We, G. we only did the audio, right? And I gotta say, I was pretty damn bad. Nate, talking, John, <laughs> go for going to regulate. No, no, no. I it was uh, uh, regulators. We regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good too. Uh, it was, at the very end. Nate, dog, and me, the go forth to the G. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah, you're jealous. I know it's okay. If you want to hear yourself on the show, like you can hear John on Patreon seven seven three six six nine seven two seven seven. Again, that's seven seven three six six nine seven two seven seven. One second here, we are going to play some voicemail. Hey guys, I was uh, listening to the episode today, and you know, enjoying what I was hearing as usual. And uh, I'm finishing up work, and I stop and. I felt the need to buy a scratch-off ticket, so I did, and it turns out, as luck would have it, I just won a couple bucks, $30 to be exact. Ooh. John, I want to stick you. Oh, boy. Oh, no. I like it. You have, you've, like, created a monster here, Brent. No, John, you, you're just sniffable. <laughs> Not, not scratch and sniff, for the right. record. Let's do one more. Well, hey, guys. Uh, what, what, what's up? I'm, I'm just calling. I'm, it's, it's just, uh, this is, my name's Dylan. I'm, uh, I'm a big bothead man. I just Ooh. finished my fourth bottle of bot juice. <laughs> I I got to tell you, C-Bot, you're the man. Of course. I love you, man. You're, I worship you. Uh, and keep doing what you're doing. John Brett, fuck off, guys! You, you guys need to be nicer to my, to my leader. Back, I'm gonna get back to the bod juice. Robot. <laughs> oh my god! You can't fault a meat sack for having good tastes. I I wish that the listeners wouldn't encourage him. <laughs> so if you want to hear yourselves again, seven seven three six six nine seven two seven seven. One other thing we haven't talked about in a while. We'd love for you to give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Uh five stars would be the best. Uh people get so angry when, when we ask for that. But hey, if you don't ask, you don't get. But tell us what you think about us, what you think about the show, and we're gonna read a few here. First, let's start with a nice one. Simply the best. Hey, guys, I'm a long-haul truck driver. Oh, th- by the way, uh, Mr. Medic 665. Hey, guys, I'm a long-haul truck driver out of Chicago and have a crap load of time on my hands. I found this podcast by accident and instantly became hooked. The shows are well thought out, and everyone has been an instant hit with me. Very entertaining. I've started listening to the episodes starting at the beginning and have not found one crap episode yet. Oh, man. 
I, I found a few. But <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, the guys and their guests all accent themselves perfectly. The show stealer naturally is, of course, Seabot. That's a given. I don't care what anyone says. A bot with homicidal tendencies is still the funniest fucking thing ever. Damn straight. <laughs> Please keep up the good work. Thanks, guys. Wesley B. Thanks, Wesley. Wesley B. Oh, here's a good. This is a four star review. Oh, okay. And and the title is eh, and it is by Fluffy Fart. All mine are. Uh, I enjoy this podcast, listen every week. This is all one sentence. I enjoy this podcast, listen every week, but I disagree with them on certain things, so four star. <laughs> and then a little walking man emoji. I didn't know my wife had an Apple podcast account. No, she would have said disagreed on everything. Uh, okay. Um, from F. Maggio, 1984. Love you guys. Seabot touched me. That's all. That makes sense, actually. What are we talking about, dude? That I do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> let me give you. Uh, let me give you one more here. I don't know what happened. One star by the Dobot. Dobots. The Dobots. This used to be one of the best podcasts out there. Well, thank you. We'll take mm. that. But now it's full of inside jokes, pointless guests, and constant references to their new parent network. Oh. I would like to offer a few things first before I move on with the rest of this uh, review. We have always been full of inside jokes and pointless guests. Yeah, Thank you very much. In the beginning, I think they have actually waned as we went on. <laughs> Constant references to our new parent network. I don't know that. I mean, I guess we have we have commercials, ads, yeah, ads for them, but probably. we never we haven't added ads. We've always run the same amount. Mm. So I don't know. Uh, if you want to listen, listen to the first episodes because unfortunately the new episodes are pure trash and pointless advertising. Went from five stars to one frowny face. Well, the Dobot. We hope you're still listening. Maybe we can bring you back into the fold. Uh, there is one more review here from someone who's back in the fold or who maybe never left. It's chuckled. It's it's titled Chuckleheads and an Awesome Robot by Bad Wolf 122 He simply lets us know that Brent is an ugly pigeon. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for the reviews. Even to you, the Dobot, we still want your feedback. We appreciate it. We sure do. So with that said, I've been Brent. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. Or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.